Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patel and Gus Trapper. By the way, uh, Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie. I, yeah, welcome I to the party, I didn't realize. Pal. The second one has the my favorite overdubbed line ever. The Mr. Falcon line? Yeah. That one? <laughs> yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Like, it's that's like every, they... That's everybody's. Yeah. What, no, wait, what about, uh, what about Sam Jackson and Snakes on a Plane where he says... I've had it with these that's mon- bullshit, monkey though. fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. That's, <laughs> that one is like they like made that movie so they could say that. You know All what right. I mean? How about how about uh, the Big Lebowski finding a stranger in the Alps? Oh, OK, this, that's pretty good. This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> I don't know. There's something so good about like another one. It's that's really form. good is Yeah, the. Um, I guess I this like that's been something that's been hilarious to me since like I saw that on TV for the first time, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, how do you say something that looks like you're saying motherfucker? Yeah. So they came up with like melon farmer and maggot farmer. How about the um, the dub over of uh, the Breakfast Club where he says uh, he screams fuck and they change it to flip? He just he just screams flip, and then uh, they changed "eat my shorts" to "eat my socks." Yeah, that's <laughs> because <the>. that's <laughs> less offensive, I guess. I don't know. Uh, man, I wish wa- I, I miss watching movies on regular TV. I can't even remember the last time I watched a movie on cable. Like, oh yeah, where they I, would I, do we, that with the words. Sorry if I'm a little burpy tonight, guys. I've been drinking Bush because that's the kind of guy I am now. Oh, I think burps and farts are real appropriate for a lighthouse <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, a lighthouse. I also uh, got some lighthouse. I went down the Presque Isle and I got some of their, uh, some l- l- lantern oil. Oh. I'll be Ooh. taking Ooh. shots of that every time we say the words lighthouse. <laughs> be sure Make to sure mix, you put... mix honey <laughs> in it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so when they take, when they fucking take a sip of that shit and they're just like howling. <laughs> The drinking scenes are like all time for me in this movie. Oh, it, Those it, are great. That, what what I love of well, fuck, I know we're gonna get into it, but I'm gonna say it now. You can maybe edit it around. Is this, this the podcast? This- <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we started. But basic when there's like they start drinking and they're like dancing and it just hard cuts to them like talking about women. Like yeah. it's there's shit in this movie that is like. If you have seen enough movies, like it's hilarious. Like it's like kind of mainstreamy, like um, like comedic timing in the cuts. Oh yeah, the cuts not all, are hilarious. Obviously, not all the time because it's very like artsy fartsy. Right, right. No, totally. Yeah. Like it just has like <laughs> this like a slight like levity to its. Complete. I find it very, uh, very fun. Like, yeah, at times, oh, yeah. funny movie. Like, I laugh. I laugh. This is the second time I watched it and Same. laughed out loud. Like, le- like legitimately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Times. Well, when he's like a uh, pissed about the lobster, he's like, "I oh, know yeah. you like the lobster." <laughs> like that. Shit he goes into so a sol- soliloquy there. There's yeah. some great cursing in this movie. Like William Defoe curses him out for not liking the lobster, and he goes on for like two minutes. 
and it's the super salty sea curse. Well, yeah, just yeah. the like, yeah, the monologues in this movie are, are like, I'm sure as actors, they were like fucking loved it. I, I can't imagine reading the script and having that in there and just, yeah, I'm doing this. Getting into there. that character. I wonder how many times like he, cause it seems so like effortless. The whole movie feels effortless. There's so many like oneers that you're like, holy shit, this is like the, it, it's still just one shot. Oh yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Oh, I should do okay, an intro. No, it's okay. Yeah, we got to do an intro anyways. Uh, hey, gang. Uh, Brad Patello here. I'm joined by my good friend, Gus Trout. We also have Jordan Held back with us today. Thank you for once again for joining us, Jordan. I'm back. <laughs> Jordan is here to help us with our Robert Eggers twofer. This is part two, The Lighthouse. I am so excited for part three, whenever that eventually happens, The Northsman. Son of a so uh, Jordan, you had like a bet with yourself last episode that we would say natural lighting a lot. Did did you have one for this one too? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing, Jordan. I I had it. You, you're not going to hear us say natural lighting in this movie because it's all it was like, not I, natural. It, none of it is natural. Did Unnatural. You, how much did you guys like look into like the making of and stuff? I watched a bunch of stuff about the 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 cameras and the lenses and yeah. I watched a couple featurettes on that. I made some notes about like some of the lenses they used and stuff and the filters. Yeah, they went to some pretty extensive lengths to like uh, just that Eggers, man. Yeah, he wanted a very oh, specific look. It but looks the, amazing. The, I think the, so. Success. With, with the lenses and the kind of film they were using, even for the night shots, they're like people on set were wearing sunglasses because it had to be so like the it had to be so bright yeah brightly lit thousand watt halogens and stuff yeah which you would never fucking like i mean yeah that's really no. interesting yeah that contrast is so fucking cool like where like if something has to be within t like five feet of the camera for it to be like black black yeah and it quickly yeah, right. just don't like uh, the gradients and stuff. The level of of blacks that you get in this are incredible, it's especially the um, like the wide like environmental shots of the oceans and like and just like I don't know. I, I wonder how they're doing the clouds, some of the storm clouds, because they look they look like practical effects that they would have used back in the day you know i guess it was a pretty terrible shoot all the storm stuff was real like yeah. it was it wasn't created <laughs> yeah, that's what i heard it was yeah so that was just a real storm they were filming in so that wasn't that was i guess it was, the, it was an island off of newfoundland right that they found uh something like that yeah and I, uh it, they built the entire set yes the whole thing right yeah yes everything was built up from scratch on which yeah, is Island incredible because it looks so fucking authentic and i think just i think everything one of the first things i wrote was like how good the look of it is and just like the dedication to the overall look and vibe of it all with the square aspect ratio and the lighting techniques and the film stock and the lenses and everything like that and just how yeah it's just so fucking authentic like that the first shot like of both of them standing there and it looks like a portrait oh i love that shot but then what you realize is they're just looking past the camera yeah and really they're just watching the boat sail away yeah 
but what a cool like kind of yeah so know. many shots that are like portraits you know yeah there's that one shot that's taken from that painting hypnosis yeah that, super sweet that that whole sequence is fucking incredible just everything where they start to go mad is just i don't know it's so fun and cool and it's almost like a two-act story right like it felt like a two-act story you have act one where it's like everything before they're supposed to get picked up right yeah and then it's, it's, there's it's, that shot where they miss see, their boat they're pre-seagull and post-seagull Ooh. okay I like that. I, I, my <laughs> point my act break was the shot where they were like waiting for their boat and it never shows up it's mm-hmm. just they're mm, just standing right, there in right. the storm because everything after that it just goes batshit crazy after that and that's like kind of the turning point i know he, he kills the gull and it it makes the wind change and that's when the storm comes in but now you know, had that, you had learned that the uh i read up that the um that crow was trained in the witch yes and, or raven or whatever it was yeah and was that the um yeah, that's the right fucking, and the goat yeah Black philip the goat do you think Black Phillip's still alive, Jordan? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. That's good. Uh, yeah, very, very, de- very definitive feelings on that. How long do goats uh, he, live? He's got, he's got like, uh, like, yeah, like crazy trained animals and horrible shoots. It's like a trend for him. I hope that yeah, continues with that, uh, how do you the Norsemen. Train, yeah, yeah. What kind of animals are going to be in a Norseman? Yeah. A yak. Uh, uh, well, yeah, like the. How the fuck do you get the how many takes that that there's like a shot where the a uh, the the goal lands on the window pecks at the window and flies off and it's like held it's all one shot yeah like i don't know is it easy to train a goal i don't know i wouldn't i don't know i know obviously there's it was a fake goal when he's killing it and i think there was some <laughs> obviously we don't know that <laughs> Could you imagine? Because <laughs> he beats the fucking shit out of it, man. <laughs> he wails on that thing. But oh. they did a good job of make it's in one shot. Yeah. Well, I think there is some puppet stuff, like live, either animatronic puppets. I think so. Yeah, I man, thought I so d- too. But I oh, don't really? Know. I, don't I did know. not know. I don't if, know if they did it. I, it passed surpassed my uh, puppet radar. Yeah. Who knows? We'll have to. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. I, I could go through and like pinpoint when exactly it's a real bird and when it isn't. I, I couldn't see the switch off. And it does look like that that shot where he kills it. It it does look like it moves in that shot, like before he picks it up. So I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, though. I, the bird dynamics are fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we should really leave the topic. Get off the topic of the bird. I think we just talk about the goal the rest of the, the next hour. The gull, which may or may not contain the soul of Winslow's previous or um, Wake. Ta- Wake's previous partner. Yeah, oh God, this uh, talk about like this movie's so easy to like nerd out on. Uh, yeah, because you can just like go into so many. Well, I th- interpretations. I mean, he obviously it's uh, sure. you know very like. Um, and I'm, I think Eggers like has sp- talked in interviews about this, but like that it, it intentionally, you know, 
like there is no right answer necessarily yeah, i'm like sure he has thing. yeah yeah there yeah it's whatever you want yeah because you could you could open. see it as like yeah like the the guilt of pattinson's character like basically killing a man and on the run and all and him kind of like losing his mind that way let alone being on like an island with fucking crazy ass willem dafoe but then also like how crazy willem dafoe is like that first night he like cheers he's like naked and cheers is to the the light by himself on his first watch back yeah he gets naked right. like he had been gone for a while and came back he gets naked a lot in front of the light like yeah lots of we we haven't talked about uh man butts in a while because we kind of started this podcast talking about like patrick swayze's ass like yeah quite a bit true and it, if or if you if not if you could or could not see his, his yeah i won't have his gonna say speculating angles yeah his junk in roadhouse yeah at the very end end shot of roadhouse it's like a wide pan out shot and they're swimming in this lake and he like runs and dives in but he's naked whoa yeah and we were re worth a rewatch yeah check out yeah. let, let us know play with your contrast because uh, we were uh, we were trying to decide if you really saw patrick swayze's penis in that shot so yeah. jordan watch it let us know yeah. what you think is it or is it not patrick and, swayze's uh, penis listeners email us <laughs> oh uh, i'm gonna zapruder film it for sure <laughs> <laughs> back into the left <laughs> hashtag swayze's penis <laughs> I, I guess also like what I'm getting at with with William Defoe's character is like how obsessed he he is with the lifestyle and the 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 lighthouse and like I bet he like couldn't wait to get back to the island to be like taking care of his light, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's his wife, basically. He says right. oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But and then with with him fucking around with like 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 is he just fucking around with him the entire time about like how long they've been there and stuff and like yeah he is or is he or they're both unreliable narrators though because you can't yeah. you can't trust what Pattinson says either all right I or are of, they the same person right are yeah, they just but, one person well I Jordan I wanted to bring that up I was taught like. Watching it the second time, I do think that this, if you have seen this movie once and maybe you are like, because sometimes movies like this do like, I want, I think like going into it, I'm like, you see the trailer, it aesthetically looks so fucking awesome. Like just to, from the trailer, so excited for the look. And then like, for me, sometimes like the first watch wasn't, I wasn't like, oh my God, I love this movie so much. Like I had a really good, like if I'm being completely honest with myself, watching it the first time, it wasn't like, it's not like an experience like watching like Kill Bill or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, but what is? Like, I am, <laughs> right. But uh, I do think that this movie is, only gets better with age, basically. Every watch I think is going to be better and better. I enjoyed the second viewing more for sure. Yeah. And I think, but in the second viewing, what I noticed is how many centered shots there are and how many uh, it's either centered with the character or it's centered 
or it's a symmetrical shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a two shot. So they're always right. And then the, the fact that they're both named Thomas. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. There's a lot of identity things going on in the yeah. movie for sure. Uh, but like you said, I think you could interpret it a lot of different ways. Uh, that could be one of them that they're sort of one of the same identity, you know, but I don't necessarily, Jordan, I know take you it don't that way. Right. What, but how do you take it, Jordan? Hmm. <laughs> well, I know uh, that these you, days, you're not just one like to... <laughs> a little cream, just enough to change the color these, okay. these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cause I know you're not one to like jump in, but like when you're watching it, what do you like? You just like to let it wash over you. Yeah, I mean, I think you could like just take the movie very literally, like they just kind of both go crazy and yeah, and then like you obviously have this lighthouse, the top of it, where like Willem Dafoe's like, you can't come here, and then Robert Pattinson's like, uh oh, you just created a big red button I can't touch. <laughs> right. So like now I really want to go up there. Plus he's like seeing some crazy stuff. So then he like finally triumphs or whatever and gets up there, and then he like pays the price for yeah like flying too close to the sun or whatever, you know, a lot of Greek mythology things going on too. And, um, Prometheus. uh, Yeah. Right. Right. With the, with the ending, with the eating of, uh, him up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, uh, which I think is kind of like a little bit like the witch. I know that you guys were kind of taking it like, you know, it's literally like, what if all the witch stuff was real back then? But, you know, in another way, like was kind of like, well, you could just take this as the hysteria of like, sure, all the all the stuff that surrounds being alive then and the yeah. religious, like, you know. I think, I think that... I, I did right. I I would I what maybe it's what you're just about to say, but like I do think the witch is a little easier. Sure. Uh, I, I, yeah, I agree for sure. Where this is like so intentionally a mind fuck. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of forgot how, I mean, it, basically right away, it's the dismal like dread of, and isolation, how quickly it starts. Uh, it's pretty much the first shot. Like, yeah. It's the boat cutting through the water and just how dark it is. And the, and the sound design that we talked about with, uh, how fucking good it is in the witch, the same here, I, I'm sure it's the same guy. Yeah, same sound designer, same composer for the score yeah. as The Witch. Uh, the score pretty minimal too. I was trying to notice it, and they use it. Yeah, for sure. They use it sparingly. Like you hardly ever hear music in this, and when you do, it's for like heightened scenes of yeah emotion. Yeah, it's very reserved in, like it's it's shot very like in the day, how they would shoot something um and then every once in a while like after he kills the the gull it'll they'll do they'll every once in a while there'll be like a crazy kind of technical shot where the camera will move and it goes goes all the way up to the top of the lighthouse to yeah. the um right right the wind dial or whatever the fuck hey how Robert? about the shot where uh yeah. the shot where the he's like trying to get the keys from thomas wake and and like it starts off with him like in the door and then it kind of comes down you see like Willem Dafoe's body and then the camera comes around to the key mm. and he's like reaching for it and then he decides he's going to stab him instead and so he goes for his knife and the camera goes up to that 
It's like a really intense one. And then you see his eye open. Yeah. yeah. But well, then he just he sees his boots. A curious spot to put your boots. The yeah. lingo <laughs> and and stuff is so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it's like I had uh, I had the subtitles on for sure. Historically so accurate to that to that region, much much like the witch, right? This kind of thing. Um, I I wrote this down. I you know. Uh, I hope someone says this to me or I could say this to somebody at one time, but you know, at one point Willem Dafoe says to Robert Pattinson, didn't picture you a reading man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, yeah, such you a great... can basically say that to me any day of the week, Jordan. It's, 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 I hope I'm in a bar one time. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of yeah. like someone making fun of you for going to college kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Co- <laughs> college boy. We got yeah. a college boy here. Ooh, which is just, but even I love you've that. learned stuff. Yeah. yeah right pattinson has a very specific Maine accent what's well, like Maine and brooklyn like <laughs> it's really he's really good when he goes off in this it's yeah. uh fantastic do you think he's he's getting like he's already being preparing for batman because he is fucking ripped in this movie he's pretty which would also too. make sense like he's a labor worker and stuff so like you know and they weren't eating Twix back then, Jordan. They both looked really good. <laughs> yeah, he's carrying like the fuel up up all the stairs. You gotta be yeah. ripped. And he's like not really eating that much because he doesn't really like the food besides the lobster, but he won't admit it. Yeah. Until he does. So yeah, well, I mean, I mean I, I'm even just looking at the cover here with like them uh-huh. separated by the like it's very phallic it's, there. That picture especially that the lighthouse is used often as a phallic symbol, obviously. Oh, totally. Yeah, I was Very... just getting like vibes from like something about Robert Pattinson's past and how he killed that guy. Like, did he actually kill, even when he admits to what he did, like, were they gay lovers and like he didn't want anybody to know, so he let him die? Like, Ooh. well, there's certainly a lot of sexual overtones and. Yeah. I think what I was thinking about a lot watching it is like, and this comes up probably every month between Gus and I is <laughs> Tarantino has this thing where he, he talks, you know, talks about like the, the dynamic between male friends or whatever in movies. And like that, you, like you almost want to make it like there's sexual tension between the, you know, even if there is nothing like that, but there is this yeah. dynamic there even if it isn't actually sexual at all, which which is definitely in this, obviously, which I find interesting and like kind of if you think about just like hanging out with a bunch of dudes and especially when you're drinking a lot, you know? Yeah. You know, even if, if it's not sexual at all, you know, that oh, is yeah, like, if yeah. you like were looking at it from the outside, you know what I mean? You yeah, know, it's yeah. Like You'd every, be like, everything, oh my God, it's like everything these, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the sexual part, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. So I always think that's like an interesting dynamic to explore, you know? There's like a part where they're drinking and they're kind of arguing and then they laugh and then it's like a hard cut and they're like, like dancing with each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's another one where they're like, it's like that again in like, like, like Robert Pattinson's like confiding in Willem Dafoe. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just head on his like lap. Yeah. Yeah. I just find those things so 
rel- generally kind of true the things that happen when you're like yeah yeah of like, course you know like just just you you're just having a good time and then like suddenly like something gets real serious someone wants to confide something real serious in you <laughs> yeah. and stuff yeah and like 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 as as i guess wacky or even maybe silly as those moments are they just feel so like like real oh just yeah dynamic no. in that way well that i maybe it was i was on before you got on we were kind of blabbing i don't know if you if we talked if you were here when i was talking about this but one of the first nights when they start drinking and they're like singing and pounding the table and it like hard cuts and they're both sitting down and Defoe is talking about like, like banging chicks basically. Right, right, right. And like, it's just how like, like, like yeah, get some guys together and it's just going to be like drinking, having fun. And then they're going to talk about girls for a while. And then they're going to like, tell some crazy story that they haven't told anybody ever. Right, right. Yeah. They just really nailed that dynamic, especially contrasting to how closed off they are in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just kind of need like, you know, 10 or 12 drinks in them. And then, you know, <laughs> like it's total. I, I do like on that. You know? when Pattinson first starts drinking, I kind of, it's just so well thought out. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't is, drink at first. He doesn't accept the toast, and he says right, it's against he's the rules doing, to drink. Well, I think yes, because he's trying to be like on his best behavior. Yeah. To because he's trying to be as far away from what he just did, like probably not that long ago. And I think he probably knows if he starts drinking, he like what he can become, you know, kind of thing. Like he's afraid to drink. Mm. And um, that first time when they start pouring the drinks <laughs> they like do like three shots three or four shots like in a row well they're confined together i mean i guess it's only natural that they get intimate in that way for, yeah, i can't like, believe yeah. it took this long for the mermaid stuff to come up especially that 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 curvy figurine <laughs> oh how about the how about the mermaid genitalia yeah oh it yeah. was modeled after a shark so yeah i, I saw that shark's yeah. vagina <laughs> That's what I it's a shark uh, yeah. vagina there. Made I, I, every it, a lot like the the witch, like every scene with the witch is like you're not blinking. Like all the stuff with a mermaid is so cool. Like, oh, the, yeah, her underneath the water and just the way she screams. Fucking, yeah, her scream is great. The, yeah, like a siren. Call. Yeah, very similar, very similar between the two and the kind of the way it kind of appears and is used in the movie, you know. Right, like the, the um, feeling of those segments are yeah. similar. They're j- and I think I, he does a really he's very smart about like just holding those shots just long enough that it's believable. And I, the black and white really goes a long way with like making the practical effects looks at like whenever um, the practical effects and the CG like the, the the CG looks great in this too. Like they didn't try to go for like ultra realism. It has like a style to it. Mm-hmm. on the octopus tentacles and stuff which i looks fucking awesome something about like the guys drinking and stuff i don't know it's like american audiences would be like i don't know what the fuck's going on but th- this is crazy and i'm kind of into it you know and the I mean? way it looks too like the textures and yeah oh yeah to see that oh yeah seeing it that giant. big yeah they were going oh, for uh-huh. a orthochromatic look I, I learned a little bit about the history of photography 
Ooh. researching for this film because apparently early film only captured blue and ultraviolet um and that look had the effect of like creating skin tones that were darker because it wouldn't pick up red right that's why it has to be so well lit right yes and that what happens is like when the film doesn't pick up red is that every variation in the skin is going to be amplified so any wrinkles or blemishes are going to show up uh, so they added later in the 30s, they added green, like the film stock was able to capture green huh. for a black and white film. And that was the look they were going for. And to achieve it, apparently they used a, a special filter. They did a bunch of tests, try to recreate that look. It's used a lot for photographs of male subjects when they want them to look grizzled. You know, mm. you, uh, you see like pictures of, I don't know, David Lynch or something, you see every wrinkle and every pore. Right, right. Okay. The textures are amplified. So they wanted the characters to look very grizzled and uh, hardened. And Yeah, which... Success. Uh, fuck yeah. The, <laughs> dude, I, the, I want, like... I love all their, like, wool sweaters and that, like, his... Uh, the coolest sweaters. Oh, the yeah, coolest sweaters and that, like, overcoat that uh, Pattinson wears. It's like a wool overcoat. It's not a trench coat. It's not, like, a Mac coat. It's just, right. like a, it's an oversized coat because it goes over his other coats. Yeah. Like, coats on coats on coats. Hell yeah. All about function back then. Yeah. But it looked good. Great costume design. Just everything, you know. And it's like, where are you going to masturbate on an island with one other guy? Yeah, what good else are you going to look good at? Thing Good thing they take shifts. Yeah. Besides a car. Yeah, right. The Willem Dafoe masturbates in the light. And <laughs> yeah. Robert Pattinson's got his little mermaid sculpture. And yeah, I go. just think that this, yeah, like it's just, it's so provocative too. Like, I, I yeah, the, the right kind of audience, just like lots of oohs and ahs and some good laughs. Like, I think this this is a movie that could like kind of pull somebody into kind of liking more obscure art housey stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I could see it going either. I could totally imagine seeing this in the theater and having people be like w walking out and talking about asking what's going on. Like, oh, they're really confused I, they, about what's happening. Yeah, that would. Oh, definitely. That's the, I'm talking about best case scenario. Right. Well, yeah. The the yeah. probably the most case scenario would be what you're saying which is like which happens to whenever jordan and i go see mission impossible fucking six the ladies behind oh my us gosh. don't even fucking know like they're like what's going on Un shut the fuck up <laughs> it's insane <laughs> it's mission impossible shut the fuck up my wife goes uh, i put i put this movie on my wife says what's this arty emo shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i well alex really really like she loves the witch and um we she we watched this so she was excited to see this again i just don't think it's like a very for me this kind of movie isn't like a i'm not satisfied the first time watching a movie like this this is like every time i watch it i'm like fuck yes this is cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler a lot of layers. You, there's so much to like one, like if you're not listening to, if you're not, if you don't have it on, if you don't have subtitles on, like, I'm sorry. Like, did you, are you understanding everything that's being said? Eh, eh. 
Like you get the gist of it. But yeah, when you put the like subtitles yeah, on, sure, like it's sure. really surprising how much like, oh, that's what he just said. Cause you can hear it and then you can read it. Like one of my favorite subtitles was uh parentheses, Thomas farts and parentheses. I, that was a couple times. Yeah. 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 And I, do you know what was really cool about, or I don't know if it's cool or not cool, but like the, I, or if it's like a subtle fucking clue or something that, to what we were talking about earlier of them being the same person, they owe it, it. If it distinguishes who is talking, it just says Thomas. It never says like uh, Winslow or Wake right. or Howard. It just says Thomas. Thomas uh, farts. Another mm, that's and, and the whole and the whole thing that like okay, so he killed his like. He, at some point, Willem Dafoe talks about how he admits to like killing his past like uh, helper, and he, he or he went mad, and I and he and he killed himself or something like that. But then it's like, well, maybe he killed him. Is like, right? Like, our Pats finds the head in the lobster trap, right? Towards, like near the endish of the movie. Also, and he's like, uh, well, like was, calls was, him out on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Right. At that point, like everything that Arpad is doing outside of the lighthouse either begins with him dreaming and then like cut, like the cut will be him doing work. You know what I mean? But every time he's outside of the lighthouse, like something kind of fucked up happens. Yeah. He sees the mermaid. He has the vision of um, all the logs coming in on the tide. And the guys, the blonde-haired guys, like dead body, right. and seagulls, the fucking seagulls, like, and how long it takes. That's pretty early on in the movie, right? The whole the the first, the first nightmare that Arpat has is the tide of the logs. Yeah, I think that's the first one we see, and that is pretty early. Yeah, like yeah, ten. very, and that's very that's early. then not addressed for like. 40 minutes yeah and you don't know like if you hadn't you must you forget about like yeah, yeah. You, you don't know that he was a logger or a lumberjack until like almost the end like the depth of the shots in black and white is so impressive I, I, and I, it must come from that film stock yeah because the how black the blacks are up close and stuff yeah and but, the lighting too the way they yeah it. The, also, that this is a thing I kind of the so he the, we'll just let jump to the end. Uh, spoiler alerts, of, of course, always. Um, <laughs> William Defoe comes in, hacks him in the shoulder, he kind of punches him in the face, and our Pat fucking just cranks him in the face, yeah, and blood splats up into our Pat's face. And, you, you skipped over the part where he makes him he walks him like a dog to his own grave and then starts <laughs> to bury him well i that's <laughs> i guess what but i'm getting to the genius and like forethought of like if we cover his face so it's in red blood it'll look like he, he has black on his face so whenever he touches the light in the last second the last shot and they flip it to invert it, it looks like he's so white, yeah. right? Mm. None of it makes any sense. Like, <laughs> Well, just that ending that, where oh, he... That they even gave a shit that, like, I guess they wanted supplies to come in and not wreck on, a, on an island because they needed supplies to survive. But, like, you know what right. I'm getting at? Like, 
like they didn't why care did they, about why they didn't did they care, care about Irish people or they didn't care about like you know what I mean but they can't give a shit of I don't know like enough to no, like that the fact that they even had lighthouses and they put so much work and technology and time into those things. Stop people from crashing. I know, but like I'm just yes. saying the 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 uh the weight or the worth of a human life back then seems kind of like nothing too. As we learned from the witch in the lighthouse, it wasn't wasn't great living back then, yeah. Particularly. Uh but, I guess the, uh, the 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 ostensible story of the lighthouse was inspired by a true story, apparently. Um, right, Kalfi actually knew. I remember when I we I first brought this up. Kalfi was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I've heard about this story where these two like they went missing, and it's like this big mystery." Huh. Yeah, one of them died, and the other one went mad. There, there yeah. were. It was a, apparently a lighthouse off of Wales or something. They staffed it with two people, and I guess this was like 1801. There was some big storm. They got stranded there, and one of them died, and the other one went crazy. Should they have three people? Wow. I thought they started after that. They started having three people. Yeah. What's the what's the what's that uh, quote? Two's a uh, three's a crowd. crowd. Three. Shame on you. Shame on me. Is that three's, com- three's company yeah three's a course uh, of a, another fish of another color did you guys find there was like so he's willem defoe's getting buried alive yeah. and then then he comes back and axes our pats yeah did you find a disconnect to his state when he was being buried alive till then when he comes back like almost like that didn't actually happen kind of thing or something yeah he, he's not his face doesn't look dirty and he doesn't even look yeah like he, right it looks right. like he has a jacket on like before, where he had like a white and yeah. like his, his shirt and a vest on it's just complete mania has sort of yeah. taken over or right. something like that well um, also I, pattinson falls down the stairs and then the next shot he's out on the beach being eaten by gulls right like right, how did right. he get out onto the beach too it's, it was a good fall it was a chevy yeah. chase physical comedy kind well, that, of fall great stunt <laughs> well, speaks, work there yeah that's what i that there's something about this movie that's so like uh mesmerizing or you know it's it's like very hypnotizing just the the noise of everything that the goddamn foghorn going off it's the sea like the the beating of the sea the tide the seagulls has a quality to it of just being like trance like you know and and the the song the siren song yeah definitely nature being you know an oppressive uh character just like just like the witch how many times have i said that it's both Uh, is very is very yeah right is very present um yeah Yeah, man man versus nature both of those yeah uh, yeah, absolutely. What's he gonna do uh, when he has to direct like more than four people? When like when he does a Marvel movie and like yeah, like, inevitably yeah. <laughs> oh, don't even. Oh. Poor James. Coming to Disney Plus. Poor James Gunn. <laughs> no way. He does. He's done his best work. Yeah. Well. Uh, I did Not- read that they they took those the story from real life is sort of inspired, uh, just like the witch uh but and then they sort of uh <laughs> prescribed these greek myth uh characters to what they noticed was happening in the story so like the prometheus um 
that was mentioned before, uh, like him getting eaten at the end is like from the story of Prometheus and him stealing the fire or the light yeah. is right. from that story as well. And Willem Dafoe being like the keeper of it and then him getting punished for getting it, you know? So them sort of making parallels between real stories and then Greek myth. Someone, you know, someone said this recently, I, I quote, you know, quoted the like some, I don't know where it's from, but you know, like just a person being alone with their thoughts is like the biggest hurdle, you know? I think Willem Dafoe has a, has a part in the movie where he says like, you got to keep busy, you got to keep working else yeah. you're like, your know, idle mind will cause problems, which when they get caught there because the storm or whatever happens, I guess uh that that's kind of when things start to really go sideways right they're sort of left to their own devices and end the drink uh, right yeah i like that yeah the drink yeah i find that true for sure as well, you know? yeah. yeah absolutely yeah purpose is important <laughs> need to keep busy and i think the part that made me laugh the most just to lighten the mood a little bit we're getting real heavy with <laughs> having to keep ourselves busy um <laughs> else we go crazy is when he's taking out the like the waste buckets like the piss bucket oh and yeah he throws it into the and it all goes back in his face which is like a thing that has happened in a million movies in a certain way but right that's what i say always make, it yeah. always makes me that's a that's a and great the seagulls really start laughing at him too i wrote that down as being a great one take shot too because that's all one shot when he's him carrying him out there yeah yeah Yeah. it starts it starts close on him and then the camera kind of goes it follows him but it also goes down and out as well like down down the rocks a lot of really impressive like crane moves and things in this but yeah that was a funny a funny moment and the shot like the close-up shot of the full chamber pots too god so fucking gross so if you had to pick you guys from the witch or the lighthouse um what would you pick which one you like more after viewing them both at least twice i suppose Hmm. i'm gonna go with that's really hard that's i think that's i like them both very much of course i think i'm gonna go with lighthouse I think Lighthouse 2, I think that like it's they're both going to be awesome, but I think I'm going to want to come back to the Lighthouse more. Yeah, which was a fun rewatch, but there's more There's so much to get out of this movie. Yeah, Lighthouse has more layers and more texture, both in the visuals and in the story. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the characters. I I just want to rewatch this movie and like pause it and like take screenshots. (laughs) Like beautiful like every every frame is a painting in this movie it's just yeah so beautiful to look at the uh, one thing i like that and it just like makes logical sense that like at night they would have like a light between them you know at the dinner table but like a lot of times and like and those lanterns are like tall and lighthouse like but it's just also like this nice echoey kind of theme going on with this like light between them all the time like whenever they're like hammered up in bed right before he gets mad about the cooking and goes on the monologue about how he's gonna get like neptune to come like fuck him up (laughs) like that they have a light between them yeah and like when he stands up to deliver that monologue like the light is coming up on him and 
Yeah. Apparently he didn't blink for the whole take. <laughs> That's what Robert Eggers said. He he's, he's like two minutes without blinking for uh... I listened to a really good uh interview. I think it was just on YouTube. I don't know what it was through, like a BBC thing, but with Willem Dafoe. It was like a no spoiler interview about this movie. He must have been at Cannes mm-hmm. Film Festival for it. And they were talking about like, I think they only did like maybe one or two max takes of whenever he's getting the dirt thrown on him. But like <laughs> one, I was wondering, I wonder if was that actually dirt like, or like, cause you could, they could make, I was like, could they make like a chocolate, like. I was gonna say something edible. Yeah. <laughs> Crushed graham crackers or something. Yeah, something, yeah. Like, or like a, like a mix for like cake mix or something like, like that. Like with all this other shit in there. If Quick. you slow it down a lot, you'd actually see him like yeah he, yeah he's loving it yeah <laughs> he's loving that dirt but, i mean he, he has like a lot of lines there and just like and the thing the stuff's going into his mouth yeah while he's speaking and he doesn't break character he just keeps I, going i would love to know how like eggers goes about writing a movie like this and, and even with the witch like does he write it very literal first and is making notations of like, all right, the guy gets there, he's holding back his uh, remorse for killing this guy. So that's why he's sort of like this and all these things happen. Like then he starts adding in all these, like, I wonder how it all works. Does he just kind of have it in his head right away? Like hmm. the starts, when is he, when is like all the Prometheus shit start getting like thrown in on there? Like, obviously he probably has this like grand idea where, you know. Right. But like, I want to, I want to make a movie that's kind of like this, like a, a, a um, an ambiguous, like psychological movie based off of these guys that like, you know, this story, like this true story or whatever. Right. Well, you think I, he worked in a lighthouse as a summer job and, and a lot of it's <laughs> like from his own experience. I've heard him uh, say that I've heard him say in interviews that he, he thinks of the mood first, like the atmosphere. That's yeah. The, that's what he starts with. Like, how is it going to feel? And then, I don't know. That's, from that's there, a pretty cool uh, jumping off point. And the, and the same with, um, like, fuck, like how many takes? Like, how, like, it, especially Willem Dafoe, I feel. Like, because he's going so into that character. Oh, yeah like how like does he fuck up those lines a million times like he's just saying it's it's so convincing is there a gag reel you think yeah where's the gag reel of him but it's probably not even a gag reel he's just probably like getting pissed at himself because he can't like he forgot to say ye or they're they're getting very like stage like like monologues you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah can almost imagine this is a play you know (laughs) i guess uh willem defoe like pattinson was very method in his acting and defoe is more like uh rehearsal yeah yeah they did a bunch of that's what that's that's one thing i remember hearing from like basically every interview with those guys was just like pat our pat was so pissed to do rehearsals and uh (laughs) but that's like what like the defoe loves it i think and would would you suggest this movie to i would highly recommend the lighthouse and the witch to anybody who loves movies and especially oh, yeah. anybody who loves movies with weird dialect 
and great costumes you know and if you're if that freaks you out just put the subtitles on yeah definitely you want the subtitles for both of these probably anyways fuck All yeah right. this movie's awesome what do you guys been watching what you watch now huh? <laughs> what are you watching I, I introduced the segment i beat you guys to it sure it look at you times. yeah introducing the segments now that's i love it uh i'll start netflix's new kate which is a very like john wicky super simple storyline um starring ramona flowers i don't actually know her she's mm. great she was in um right. that season three of oh, argo mary elizabeth mm-hmm. winstead i like yes. her. Yeah. yeah she's really good um she's awesome i it, it's it's a pretty simple plot it doesn't always all work but i i love her i think a lot of the action works really well it's a pretty young director as far as i don't know his age but as far as like how many movies he's made he did um the second snow white and the huntsman it's called huntsman the like winter wars or something like oh, that. oh right yeah which i saw the first one and i how they did the like the um the gnomes or the seven dwarves dwarfs is awesome like they use like how they tracked hit like actors heads onto uh, the technology it like really worked it looks really good um anyways kate is cool i'm pretty into it for one of those right. it's very kate. simple action movie check it out very jordan cool uh watched um a malignant uh hbo max oh yeah how was that i really like the uh, poster yeah really cool poster so uh Director James Wan of Conjuring and Insidious fame. Oh, oh okay. Needed a third horror it. franchise, apparently, because two is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It, I, it's is, like... Is it, it, had movie? Shitty, it had shitty reviews, so I just like said, like, ah, I don't want to watch it. I don't know. You might not really like it, Gus. I'm not sure. It like combines really cheesy, like soap opera drama, like purposefully yeah. so, like right, the dialogue yeah. and the way they're acting. But then like the tension scenes of like the horror, like when the monster is, you know, might show up is really well done, like crazy sweeping cameras and he is Very like tense. he does do really cool shit like, yeah right like in his style and then and then like there's a reveal that's like very body horror kind of almost silly but like yeah but kind of works messed up and yeah it's really interesting crazy all over the place movie uh all, most of his horror movies are like just bad shit yeah like. it was a good t- it was a really good time i thought it was a really good time <laughs> okay uh, sweet i'm gonna watch I it. i would i would i would recommend it i I mean, I don't want to like, it's not spoiler corner. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that director. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very uh, talented. You could see his sort of trademarks with the the camera stuff. And I I just, I I do just think that I would love to see a movie. I feel like he's, his movies are all over the fucking place. Yeah. Yeah, This movie is, is all over the place so that's well, a, yeah I, that's about it yeah i don't know yeah. some ted lassos in between and stuff sure yeah we talked Delightful. about that already oh yeah uh my wife's been watching dual survival which is another survival show which she's into. <laughs> she loves i love how much your wife loves survival shows it's <laughs> like the best it's like constant and there's so many of them um i don't i forget what i 
talked about last week. Did I tell you guys about Brightburn? No. Did I, all right. So I watched Brightburn. I, that's been on my list for ages. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's pretty. It's like a what if Superman story, right? It's like a, yeah. What if Superman was a total asshole? It's yeah. basically mm. the, uh, who's the guy from the boys? Like the main guy that the real dickish Superman like guy on the boys. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Homelander. It's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, that, got it. like he's uh, so Elizabeth Banks, who I always really like. And yeah, also I, like, I have always liked her too. She, she has such range. Like she can do funny stuff. She can do serious stuff. She can do like ride that line of like a little bit of both. Yeah. I will never find her not appealing. So she's the main, she's like the mom. And then the dad is the guy from the office who was like, uh pam's douchey boyfriend at the beginning of the series uh that you know who i'm talking about what i never got into the office i just i don't like the office what oh no gus i'm i'm sure there's like it there's funny parts and stuff oh. and like i've seen parts that made me laugh and things it's but a big, like big hole in my uh pop culture consumption so i don't really yeah. even have an opinion to be honest oh, with you well okay. one day anyway somebody <laughs> just, no one's likable in that show so what no they're anyway let's talk about that later <laughs> I, I, <coughs> I almost broke brad uh so that this like space these this couple's trying to conceive they live out in kansas or something and they can't have a baby and then this spaceship crashes in the field next to their yard mm -hmm. and there's a baby in it so they raise it yeah and then the baby turns into like an evil monster who's like basically invulnerable, you know, Superman like powers. Yeah. And the parents are just so dumb. They're just like, well, I don't know. It's it's like it's it's not like it's that does the horror shit where like you are. Yeah. The characters like, are making the, decisions. Where the dad, like the dad like, is what? like never believes the kid or whatever. And it's like yeah, the, the whole, most insane thing just happened that like whole, yeah. like first half of the movies like that and then yeah well i don't know there's that's disappointing of, there's a bunch of really fun gore it, in it it's <laughs> a fun it, it is a fun concept there's a uh i have never read it but there's a I, I believe it's called the red sun yeah and it's this it's kind of like a what if comic on the idea if like superman's ship landed like or took off like a couple seconds late like later so whenever it mm. lands on earth the rotation of the earth it lands in russia and it, oh. that he's raised by russian like oh, yeah. ussr era and he's like you know a communist you know he's he's working for the the fucking commies the other thing is this kid's clearly evil from the beginning of the movie you <laughs> you, you never get a sense of like because he's 12 they raised him for 12 years so they've been living as a family yeah but they never establish like this is like a decent kid like i don't know it's weird like i i don't i don't know it i would be reticent to recommend it necessarily i mean i don't know it's it's hit or miss i, I do like elizabeth banks a lot the other thing i watched was 12 hour shift which was like a <sighs> movie from 2020 um about a nurse who steals organs <laughs> to to like pay for cocaine and farmies basically that um, sounds 
potentially 5. fun. 5.4 on the uh, right burn? out of 10 IMD, IMDB. That's bad, right? Or is that's, it- that's not good. The thing IMDB really doesn't get that high. Like yeah, a seven, a seven point yeah. eight or a seven, anything seven is pretty fucking good, actually. Well, would we recommend twelve hour shift? Uh, yeah, I would recommend it over Brightburn easily. Ooh, okay. Like characters, a lot of fun. You that didn't one, mention that David Arquette's in it. David Arquette is in it. Yeah, in twelve hour shift, not Brightburn. Yeah, um, and he like helped produce it too, and it's a real low budget, you know movie and a lot of good character actors and uh a little bit uneven the pacing's a little uneven and the score is really weird so a lot of people really like the score i found it really unsettling and weird and inappropriate but it was a really unique score but uh it's a fun that's a fun movie of the two of them i would definitely recommend that one first how'd you come across that I don't know. I think I just saw it on Hulu or something. And yeah. the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, because I watch a lot of horror movies, and a l- horror movies and horror adjacent things come up in my algorithm a lot. So I end up watching stuff like this. <laughs> it's not really horror. It's more of a black comedy, but yeah, it's, you know, it's fun. You know, it's sort of the lines are so blurred these days. Yeah, <laughs> who knows what's what anymore? Well, that was um, what I watched. Uh, got an announcement. Uh, uh, Michael Bean is going to be at Horror Fest, Erie Horror Fest this year. Yeah, we we were just talking about that. Hicks and fucking yeah, uh, Hicks. Yeah, should what, I try it? to get him to sign the uh, NES Metal Gear box? Uh, I thought that would be a good collectible. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Should, yeah, it's pretty much just him. Uh, I mean that it's literally like a <laughs> screenshot from Terminator. Well, I'll record an outro. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Um, oh, it's always it's always a pleasure. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, our paths will cross again eventually yeah, when we'll, we'll David have you back. A new movie or... yeah. We'll have you well, back for sure. Well, yeah. all right. My name is Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad Patello. Gus is Mr. Trouth. Email us at a movieodyssey.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Jordan doesn't have any social media, but uh, you can look up more frames animation in Erie. They we're do on, really good work. We're also on, we have an Instagram. More, more frames, oh, more frames animation. Yes. More frames also has an Instagram. Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Yeah. Ellen Farmer.